we have for you to watch when you want to. Also, many of you are requesting some kind of song service that you can sing with your family. All you have to do is go to our sing-along and you can enjoy 15 minutes singing along with us whenever you want to. So, if you haven't watched our programs on demand when you want to, please check us out at 3ABN Kids Network on YouTube. On behalf of our Kids Network, thank you for your dedication in helping our kids around the world learn about our Savior, Jesus Christ. Psalm 51:10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. The following program presents principles designed to promote good health and is not intended to take the place of personalised professional care. The opinions and ideas expressed are those of the speakers. Viewers are encouraged to draw their own conclusions about the information presented. Welcome to Healthy Living. I'm your host, Margot Marshall. Our brain is constantly rewiring for better or worse, depending on what we think about and what we do. So how do addictions reshape our brain's physical anatomy? Stay tuned as Dr Eddie Ramirez discusses neuroplasticity. that addictions change the structure of our brains by forming pathways, challenging those addictions also contributes to what is called neuroplasticity. And here to give us practical strategies for freedom from addictions is Dr. Eddie Ramirez. Welcome, Eddie. Lovely to have you on the program. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. And this is a, a topic that is a very uh, common issue, you know, the issue of addictions. And what happened is that our repeated behaviors start strengthening certain neural pathways, and those addictive behaviors start becoming second nature. And the person just thinks about it and so forth. But the good news is that there is hope. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Oh, that's fantastic. Hope is really important. And one of the things is that we need to change. You know, all the time as we learn new things, as we mature, as we get new information, change is needed. And how we handle that change has an implication on this neuroplasticity. The stages of change have been documented in different ways. For example, um, on screen we can see one of the ways that uh, that change has been documented. First, pre-contemplation, you think about doing the change. Then contemplation, you really are thinking that you're going to do the change. Preparation, you get everything ready. Action, and then the difficult part, which is the maintenance. Okay. Some people can start but that's the issue are you going to be able to overcome? Mm. Like uh, Mark Twain, the famous uh, 
writer from America, he said, uh, Stop, stopping smoking is very easy. I tried it a thousand times. <laughs> so he was failing on the maintenance side of things. He was starting, but he was not keeping with the change. And that's where neuroplasticity comes into playing, play regarding addictions. Because those connections that have been strengthened by the behaviors, if we stop those behaviors, those neural pathways are going to break down and then new pathways can start to form and strengthen. And if we stop doing the other uh, behaviors, addictive behaviors, uh, they are going to break down and the brain actually will recycle some of those pathways. Recycle? Well, well that's recycle. something that's new to me. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> they will good. use some of those yeah. materials to oh, create wow. new pathways and, and so wow, forth. That's amazing. So there is hope. There is lots of hope. Uh, we have helped many people with addictions in our depression program, actually. One of the focus, uh, one of our hits, one of our causes of depression that we identify is the cause of addictions. So why do people use addictions in the first place? The reason why most of the people do addictive behaviors is because they are trying to change the way they feel. So an, an addictive behavior helps you change the way you feel. But unfortunately, is short-lived. So you may change the way you feel, but then it draws out, it disappears, and what happens? You need another one of those dosages, and then the pathways for addiction start to be formed. And as I tell my patients, is like an octopus that comes to you and says, why don't we dance? You know, just grab my hand. <laughs> and you grab the hand of the octopus, and before you think, you have eight arms around you. And your liberty gets impaired. And that's exactly the first lie he tells you. You're free. You can choose. Why don't you try it one time? Nothing is going to happen to you. And as you grab that hand of that octopus, there were seven more that were waiting for you. And, you know, that's, it, a, that's, a, that's a very good illustration. I, I really like <laughs> the way you explained that. And the issue is that addictions can have very negative consequences. Yes. I mean, I'm sure you and I are familiar with people that got into alcohol and these type of things. Mm. And that self-destructive mechanism not only started affecting them, but those people around them, you know, started being affected by that type of wrong behavior. Yes, because no man is an island, and we, we do. We, we affect other people as well. That's right, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, and this is the, the beauty of this. We can have a lifestyle free from those addictions. It is possible, and we're not alone. You know, we have the help of God to help us with that change of those connections at the level of our brain. Now, we have uh, different ways that, that, that we understand change. One of them happens from uh, Dr. Prochaska from Harvard University. He documents the stages of change 
in the following way. But before we put them on screen, let me show you, uh, share with you an interesting story of one of our patients. This patient, uh, she had an issue with caffeine beverages, you know, which is a huge problem uh, around the world. If it ends with cola, it's probably not the best thing for you, okay? So she was addicted to one of these cola drinks. And um, anytime she was thinking about having a, a thirst, what does she came to her mind? She was thinking about what? A cola. A cola, that's right. She wanted a cola drink uh, for, uh, naturally. But, you know, um, that's why it's such an important uh, work that, that uh, 3AVN does, educating people. That's exactly what we're here for. And maybe uh, one of our audience here today is going to hear some of these things, and then the little desire will come up. That's what happened to this patient. She learned from a health lecture that cola beverages are not the best for you. You know, uh, I tell them, I, I call them the, 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 the great contradictory. Patient comes to me uh, drinking something with caffeine. Caffeine will take away your calcium from your bones, will drop your vitamin B vitamins from your body, will uh, drop the iron in your body, will uh, have negative effects at the level of your melatonin. If you have, if you have too low melatonin, you actually are going to age faster. Okay. Well, that's, so that's, that's, why, not, that's not an attractive thing <laughs> to think <why>. about. <laughs> and you, you can follow my, my, my Twitter account. I have plenty mm. of documentation sure. there that I like to sure. share, Eddie RDMD, mm. for those that are interested. And in that way, caffeine is a trigger. It tells you, look, I'm going to give you energy, but in the same time, it's taken away from you. So she learns about these uh, negative effects that caffeine has. So... What she goes to is she goes to the first stage of change. And we can see that on, on, on screen. The first stage of change is called unconsciously incompetent, which means, in other words, you don't know you need to change and you don't want to change. Okay. So he comes to the health lecture. New information comes. She becomes aware that, they, uh, that caffeine is not the best thing for you. So... As soon as she gets that new information and things start changing up here with her desire to make some changes, she just enter into the stage number two that we can see in the screen. And step number two is called consciously incompetent. So she's still only thinking about it, but she's, she's still not drinking. changing. Okay, but she, she at least knows that. That's right, but now she is aware that she should change. Okay. Many people are like that, you know, it's what they call in America sitting in the bench, in in the fence, okay? Mm -hmm. You haven't taken the decision, but at least you're having that information in your head and and so forth. So um, this stage uh, varies among people. For some people are like type A type of person. Hey, this is better. Boom, throw it away and let's start with the change. Some other people like to chew it a little bit more and think a little bit more about it. And then they make the change. So then what she decided to do, she realized, yes, that's true. What they're saying is actually not the best thing for me to do, this, coca, this uh, cola type of, uh, of drinks. So what I need to do, I need to make a change. 
So I'm going to decide that I'm going to stop that. So she entered into the stage number three that we can see in screen, which means consciously competent. You are doing the change, but the change is not natural. So anytime she got thirst, in her head, automatically, what came to her head? Cola. I want cola. But she consciously said, no, I don't want cola. I want water. And a few hours later, the thirst came. What did she think about? She's thinking of cola. Cola, no. And consciously, she would say, no, I don't want cola. I want water. So something she's got to think about all the time to make it keep happening. That's right. So it's not natural. It's a battle. It's not, it doesn't come automatically. But you need to keep with that battle. And the person was battling and in the new thought and so forth. But then she realized something. After a few weeks of going through that battle, she realized that at the beginning it was much harder because the desire from the addiction from the caffeine had more negative effects. But as she started stopping that, the connections at the level of her brain, neuroplasticity started taking place and started to become weak and weak and weak while the behavior of water started to become strong and strong and strong. So she entered into what is called the fourth stage of change, which is unconsciously competent. So now she is not thinking about the, ca the caffeine beverage. Naturally, when she got thirsty, what did she think about? Water. Water. It had become second nature. It had become part of her. And that's the beauty of neuroplasticity. Now, that's, that has to be very good news, I would say, because sometimes I think when people have had an addiction, of, of whatever it is, for a long period of time, they feel really trapped and they think, I can't do this. This is just how it is. It's too hard. But it's good to know that it can happen. And you talked about weeks for her to begin to feel as though it was second nature, but it might take a bit long. Might it take longer? Yes, than that? it does. There are yeah. some addictions, such as cocaine addictions, such as opioid addictions. Sometimes it's years. Okay? Really, and that's the thing that we need to understand. These but, people, but getting easier all the time. It gets easier, yeah. but sometimes the issue is the following. You have the addiction issue. So, so, so there's a, a, a physical issue with the addiction. But also there's other layers. There is the friends layers. Oh. Okay? Yes. You may not be using it now, but then you meet your friends, quote, quote, friends. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, why don't you have some, you look, I have some uh, uh, this or that, you know? 